Welcome to another episode of Cameo Radio. We're here in the studio with myself and Danny Honeywine. Hi. And we've got a really interesting show for you guys. We've got a sponsor spot that we're going to put in. I'm super stoked to say. And we've got a really interesting part by David Attenborough's little brother that's going to be coming up. So without any further ado, let's get into today's topic, which is what, Danny? What's the hot topic in the world today? Well... Obviously, the hot topic is freedom. Yeah, it sure is. We've got convoys in Ottawa, and we've got people waving banners all over the country, all over the U.S., all over South America. I have talked to people all over our continent today, and everybody is united in this seeking for freedom, which is just perplexing to me because don't we live in a free and open democratic society? Isn't that what we've been told? Well, let's take it a step back. Okay, I think we should. And ask ourselves, what is freedom? Well, is, isn't it being able to do what you want without being told what you can and can't do? So the word, the root of the word, dumb, freedom, dumb is a state of being. Mm. A state of being free. So mm-hmm. free in what? Free to do whatever I want, whenever I want, all the time? Well, I mean, we need some rule of law. Or it's just chaos and anarchy, right? right? So what rule of law? That's a good question. Is it not the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms? I see a lot of people talking about this. And if that were in play, how does that boil down? Well, it's obviously been abridged already. Yeah. That's it's... why people are standing up for these vaccine mandates. Uh, we tend to make things much more complicated than we need to. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, what freedom is, is the golden rule of law. The golden rule of law. The golden rule. The golden rule of law. Do unto others. As you would wish others to do unto you. Basically. I mean, it's pretty simple. It's very simple. In fact, it's so simple that we almost don't even see it. Well, we have forgot because we think that there's a power in Ottawa that is going to keep us safe. It's going to give us our rights. But really, what is it? What, what is it that we're missing? What happened so that people are fighting for justice? Freedom. Freedom. I don't hear anybody out there fighting for justice. I'm sorry. Well, I know, but what, what, what happened? And I don't hear it either. People say freedom, which is great. And it reminds me of Willem Wallace and Braveheart, a stunning presentation where he died on a rack. Mm-hmm. Well, so what, like... I thought we lived in a free and open democratic society. Right? I believe that to be what everybody in this country fundamentally believes. But is it true? Well, I think that's part of the big lie. Right. There you go. I think that's really we're part of the We're seeing big lie. now, what we're seeing now is the result of, you know, how old's Canada? 150 years? Right. The end result of us believing and our ancestors believing that we were living in a free country Mm -hmm. so we're seeing the lie revealed the lie is is. slowly because what has happened i think maybe the last time we had a taste of what real freedom felt like and looked like was post-world war ii what do you think I mean, it's hard to pinpoint. Possibly. I like to keep it to my real life. Yeah, because I, I it wasn't the life then. In my life, when was I the most free? I was the most free in my life before I started school. Oh, and once point. I started school, 
I, that's when I learned that I'm not really free. Right. I learned that in grade two for me. That's when it happened. Right. Yeah. Very early. Not, you're not talking about university. No. 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 I learned grade two. Grade two. Yeah. That it was a game to play. It's a game. And that game wants you to play by its rules. But then as you get older, you learn that it and those that are supposed to uphold it don't play by its rules. Exactly. And so that's how you, how do you get freedom in our, in this, in this big lie? You, right. you play by its rules. And right. so now the rule is, the new rule is that if you want freedom, you have to take a vaccine. Uh, and I don't care if you take it or you don't. But the rule is if you want freedom, you have to take it. And so therefore, if you want not freedom, you don't take it. And that is the big lie. That made is. manifest in our lifetime. Yes. Which I'm really actually quite pleased about. <laughs> well, it gives us something that we can push off against and say, where is our freedom? Mm-hmm. We could do a freedom check. I know when you're driving and changing lanes, you're supposed to do a shoulder check. Mm-hmm. Well, we're on the road of life here and we're doing a freedom check. And I think that we need to make sense of this thing because the, the big lie has gone on. And as it has begun to erode and crumble, we know that there's something wrong. We know that it's eroding. Mm-hmm. And I think the reality is that we're just seeing more and more and more people start to come aware of all of its influences in their life. Things hit you in a real way. Mm-hmm. Losing jobs, losing access to things. Mm-hmm. Um, so there would be other people in society who've experienced it their whole life. Oh, right? yeah. Like they've, they've just experienced what it's like to be not living in a not free and open democratic society the whole time. And they're sitting here going, well, yeah, didn't you know that? And so it's just a slow wave of people who are starting to see the truth that it's a big lie. We've been lied to. And so there's massive freedom convoys rolling across the country. I understand that the Western convoy has been blocked out of the city of Ottawa I understand that uh, the police have been barricading roads over there. They're trying to prevent people from getting into the capital, even though we are told that we have a right to demonstrate. We have a right to protest, but these rights somehow are still governed by our government. Even though our constitution guarantees us certain rights, those are abridged by mandates? It's it's very confusing, and I think that's one of the reasons why so many people have mobilized about these. And I, I myself, I don't know about you, Danny, but I find that I almost get a headache thinking about it because it's so big. Well, I don't think, I try not to think about it big like that. Right. I just say, well, what's happening for me? Right. And I say, well, look at all the people who are coming out to play. Mm-hmm. And like, why don't we just do something different? Oh, absolutely. And, <laughs> and, and I think we're seeing something different happen. I mean... One, the one thing that stands out to me in the most conversation that I've had with people, um, it's that our leader, Justin Trudeau, it has either disappeared to his cottage, like a Where's Waldo cartoon, or he's somewhere in Tofino, or where is he? How do you claim to be the leader of a country and have so many, like millions of Canadians mm-hmm. show up? There was a helicopter flying around with yeah. with the Trudeau sign under it in Ottawa. I know, but this is part of the big lie. Right. Who... How can we, 
Maybe I've been doing this too That's, long. Those, Maybe I've been doing this too long. But yeah. I think it's funny that anybody thinks that Justin Trudeau's, Trudeau is going to change something. I'm like, he doesn't, A, he doesn't have the power to. No. And B, if he did have the power to, like, that, that's that's worse. It's that's worse. a worse society to live in. He yeah. doesn't have the power to change that. And if he did, I'd be more concerned about yeah. my country. So I, I, just, I find it funny. And yeah, of course he's disappeared. He doesn't have the power. He doesn't have the authority. And he's controlled by globalists. And, yeah. and like Klaus and- Schwab will openly state that yes. in, in the World Economic Forum. So it's not... That, and let's just kind of paraphrase it. He's got Trudeau and half of his cabinet in their pocket. In their pocket, yeah. Yes. So, um, and they're really excited about it because um, they can they can make moves towards a one um, a one path society. So it's easier to implement things like vaccine passports globally, mm-hmm. um, climate change initiatives globally, taxations, and just taxations globally, like mm-hmm. so that these things can just happen faster globally. Right. And they get other people who are in their pocket and they insert them in positions like school boards. They insert them as uh, chief administrative officers in regional districts and zones and all these sorts of things. Chief administrative officers, yes. Yes, chief administrative officers. So, which is, okay, so like, let's just, let's just try to stop because it's, it, for me, it gets so big that it starts to almost turn into a headache. And I don't know if that's cognitive dissonance or what. Or the fact that it just aggravates me and it aggravates so many other Canadians because they know that something's wrong. To the point that we will drive, you know, 50,000 trucks across our country to go to the capital to say, stop. Right. To have the Queen's goons barricade the road with freaking heavy equipment. Which has turned out to kind of backfire on them because now a lot of trucks are stuck on the inside of those barricades and the city's in gridlock. Mm -hmm. Which I think was the plan. But anyways, okay. So we've got all of these problems... We've got all of these issues. We've got some some just overwhelming amounts of data. And we're able to definitely break this stuff down. So first of all, let's turn it over to our special guest today, David Attenborough's little brother, who hopefully will be able to shed a little bit of light on what we're going to refer to as the not-so-real life. And we'll be right back after that. This is David Attenborough's little brother with another episode of The Unnatural of Things. Today, on The Not-So-Real Life, Canada's Public Safety Minister having a little bit of an episode. Let's look. This convoy, which is not about freedom, and it's certainly not about truckers, and I know that, and I think we all know that, because truckers have put some significant distance between themselves and this convoy. Um, The deliberate and wanton spread of lies around vaccines, the deliberate undermining of healthcare workers who are providing essential services and support to Canadians throughout this pandemic, that will continue to be the hallmark of this government going forward. What fascinating behaviour. Now let's look at one of the Queen's occupational goons and what she has to say. We have built a comprehensive joint strategy that is designed to manage the demonstrations Our police liaison team members are embedded with the Ontario Provincial Police team, and this collaborative approach has uh, been very effective in helping to inform our response to this. Here you can see she's reading a script about exactly what they don't want you to think that they are actually doing. All open source information and our interactions with Freedom Rally organizers indicate that this will be a significant and extremely fluid event that could go on for a prolonged period. 
efforts are being made to establish communications with all other actors that may also engage in related demonstrations and or counter demonstrations. Efforts with coordinators have been very proactive. The RCMP are in contact with all of their actors who engage in counter-protests. They're preparing the counter-protests and the blocking of intersections, the interfering with critical infrastructures, the unlawful and violent activities, and they are talking to the public, the residents, the visitors, and the participants. How quaint, how quaint they are, to tell us all of their evil plans before they even begin them. We are planning for a range of potential risks, including, but not limited to, counter demonstrations, blocking of intersections, interfering with critical infrastructures, and unlawful and violent activity. What strange behavior indeed. Now, let's observe as they talk about how their plans are going to destroy the economy and impact people's lives. And the vaccine mandate for truckers entering Canada is now in effect. Supply chain is already in trouble. How could the truck, the trucker vaccine mandate worsen the situation? This is going to throw a major wrench into uh, the supply chains in, uh, in Canada and North America. Probably going to see some major issues as it relates to things like groceries, auto parts, building supplies. And, you know, I really hope that we're not at a stage where you see food insecurity, where you're actually going to, you know, grocery stores and there's nothing on the shelf. That could be the worst case scenario. Yeah, that's a very good point to be made. How do you think this is going to damage the supply chain in the long term? Yeah, I think it's going to uh, cause a lot of concerns in the long term. A lot of people are going to be rethinking um, their dependence on the supply chain and see if they can have facilities uh, closer to home. Oh, my. They appear to have destroyed their own food chain. That's not a good sign for the species. Now, let's take a look and observe one of their actors who they have placed in the protest in order to take video footage and try to make everybody look like schmucks. I want to see Trump back in 2024! Woo! Of course! He's the best! What a stunning performance. Apparently, she doesn't even believe her own acting. Good thing she was remunerated with a $35 gift certificate to Tim Hortons and shot in the face with Homer Simpson's whore rifle as a makeup job. Let's have another listen to Canada's public safety minister and the freedom convoy, which he denounces. Damn it. This is not a convoy that is about freedom. What fascinating behavior. Now, let's hear from him about his gate to freedom for his little flocky flock of sheep. If we want a gateway to freedom and getting back to normal, we need to continue to get vaccinated. Towards the gateway they go, back into safety and comfort of their little hidey holes. Hopefully you don't go back into your hidey hole because you're here on the Real Life Network and we quite like you. We quite like you indeed. Damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. Yes, of course, the government will always be accessible. What fascinating behavior. Rest assured, the Minister of Public Safety for Canada has all lies on the situation. Uh, putting all lies oh, look, on the situation. another one of their actors. Mm, insert CBC anchor here and here and there. 
Don't do it, folks. Don't buy what they're selling. This has been another fascinating discovery of the not-so-real life. Only brought to you on the Real Life Network. Yes. Wow. David Attenborough's little brother always blows my mind. What do you think, Danny? He's got a way with words. He certainly does. So we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Do you like big trucks that go fast? Vroom, vroom, vroom. Jump high and make lots of mud fly. Come on down to Horsepower Ranch for your next venue, where we keep it epic. Welcome back to Cameo Radio, where we are circling the big lie. We heard from David Attenborough's little brother, and we have circled this issue to the point of darn near having a headache. But now I think we know what we need to do to find freedom. I think first we need to find justice. Yeah. But, like, what is justice, Danny? Well, I think one way to think about it... We find freedom. We're looking for freedom. Everybody's looking for it. Right. Everybody's looking for their freedom. Yeah, looking for That's it in Ottawa. kind of life. Yeah. In general. Really? Um, but justice is something that we claim. Mm-hmm. But how do we claim justice? We can't go to the courts. They're all backed up and broken and they all, you know, the whole system's falling apart. It doesn't really you, work. You can go to the courts. You just have to wait and, and go through the process. And I don't think that it's going to move through in our lifetime well action for canada seems to there's a lot of people who have done it i've never seen it do anything so so what is justice it's actually very simple justice is just us it's just you and it's just me and it's the divine and it's the true golden rule of law and when the true golden rule of law is in play we have justice yeah. And when it's gone, we have what we have today. We have what we have today. Yep. Uh, the big lie. Exactly. The big lie. So instead of living a lie and thinking that we have some kind of an externalized solution that exists in Ottawa that's actually caused the problem or, you know, that something else is going to help us, it really is up to just us to find justice. To claim justice. To claim justice. So that we can find freedom. So we can find freedom. So we can actually have freedom, which I think is the natural state of humanity. I would agree. Absolutely. And anytime it's infringed upon, people feel like it's something's wrong. There's like this natural, you get the, it's spidey senses, right? Spidey and a senses. little voice. Something's wrong. You know, a little voice, ah, I got to right. mobilize and do something and you want to do something right. and you want to find, find the freedom. Right. And the path is through, and it, it always plays out in history, it's through that, through justice. Right. Small groups of hardworking, dedicated, very well-intentioned people can affect the biggest changes. Absolutely. Something to that effect. So, if it's just us... And we know that it's not easily going to come through the existing system. Like, right. I'm not going to say that it couldn't potentially come through the existing system. I'm just looking at it going, and also having worked in there, knowing the amount of inertia that you're dealing with in these large systems... I look at it and go, is there another way? Like, is there some sort of a parallel system that either exists or could exist right. that we could just use? Well, and we've got another episode all about that. We do have another parallel system, but that's a whole other episode. So 
one of the things that I think we can look at as an option here is to say that if we work on a local level, we could probably do this because a lot of these systems that we prescribe to as potential solutions are run by a bunch of globalist elite trash bags. Sure. So we can't go that way. That doesn't work. We can try. Well, I think we've been trying. Yeah. We've yeah. Been trying for years. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know when the last time that we were really free. I mean, there was some good stuff when I was young. What well, was a good time? But is that freedom? Right. Yeah. If, if times are better, are we more free, or are we just perceived to be living in better times, hard easier times. times? Hard times make strong men. Strong men make good times. Good times make weak men. So on and so forth. The cycle repeats. Mm-hmm. How do we break these cycles? You know, isn't that always the question when there's well, some kind a, of a... Because that's an economic question to me. Well, or it's a social or it's a personal. I mean, how do you break a cycle? How do we change our habits? Mm-hmm. How do we deal with that? Justice. I suppose so. So it's up to just us to find justice. Well, to claim justice. Claim justice. Which I think is something that we could get into on another episode because we actually do have another system of law. There are other options. This isn't the only system we've got. It's not the best system we've got. It's what we've got today. It obviously isn't working. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Danny? Where would you start on the local level? Would you start in town? Would you start with your neighbors? Would you start with the schools? Would you start with what? Speaking from experience? Yeah. Mm, the most effective means that I have ever found in my life to create justice in a community that I participate in is through cooperation. Perfect. So by working in our local areas to be localists instead of globalists. And that's one of the things we're doing with the Real Life Network. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we are going to be... It's a cooperative network. It's a cooperative network. That's right. And we're going to be releasing a foundation that is going to have a lot of backing for this. And I think that that's going to make a difference because I think a lot of people still need to see numbers on a building and that's why they're in Ottawa. I mean, they go to Ottawa. The parliamentarians say that they're on the hill. Well, like make no mistake, the power is in Ottawa. Yeah. The force, sorry. The The force force is in Ottawa. Yeah. Like make no mistake, the force is in Ottawa. The orders come out of Ottawa, the RCMP's well, headquarters of, is in Ottawa. One of the these RCMP, CRC, C Complaints Commission is just, in, everything's Ottawa. in Ottawa. Make one of no these mistake. things that David Attenborough's little brother pointed at was from an episode called Power and Politics. Like that's power and politics. When you mix power and politics, you have force, right? It's not good. But power ultimately lies. And this is the beautiful thing about the movement. Mm. This is the beautiful thing about the convoy. The power lies in the people. Always has, always will. We the people, isn't that it? It's just a matter of how that is organized in a society. Absolutely. And that's one of the things. We're not finding that organization on Facebook. We're not finding it on Google or Twitter or LinkedIn or any of these things. Upwork. None of it. It isn't. None of it seems to function. Do we find it? And do we find it in our local governments? Do we find it in our provincial governments? Do we find it in our national governments? Do we find it in our global governments? I I think if we were trying to find it in our local government, we wouldn't have things like the Concerned Citizens Action Group in a town of, you know, less than 10,000. Right. 
<laughs> should be pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. So we got a lot of signs and symptoms of situations that, that mean something's wrong. We got a lot of that sort of stuff. We have the real life network, which I think is at least an indicator of the direction we need to be moving in. And we are. Uh, we are gaining some traction towards that in the local community level. And I think one of the things that I think we can I think we can bring it up that we're going to be putting together a little bit of a fundraiser. Yeah, we've been, we've talked about we mentioned the fundraiser. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're at the point of releasing any specific details at this point. But it's coming. Yeah, it's coming, and the idea is to raise fun um, because that is that is how we come to know each other mm-hmm. and who we are by seeing each other at our best and in our best moments and then learning mm-hmm. how and tr- to work together through trusting each other. Through trusting each other. And that's the thing, building trust. And another thing that I've seen that acts as a great catalyst towards these the, the perpetuance of solutions is to take the rabble out of the streets and put a foundation under it mm-hmm. so that it doesn't just blow away. With and another wind. protest yeah. yeah, another protest pops up and another protest pops up. And that's what these corrupt politicians count on. They count on it to blow away and change like the seasons mm-hmm. and always be something predictable. And I don't think they predicted that there'd be another truck convoy and one this big. I really don't think they saw that one coming because mm-hmm. they've had it before. We've had truckers go down to Vancouver mm-hmm. to protest. I think it was stumpage fees. Yep. And so now we've got them in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Well, these truckers seem to be the backbone of the country. And the fun part is that whenever I'm watching anything going on in Ottawa, they need porta potties. They got them. Mm-hmm. You need massive infrastructure. These guys and these women move the they country. They move the country. They move. They move resources. That is what they do. What they do. Yeah. And what do we have in Ottawa on Monday as well? But uh, what is it? The transport forum. It was like the summit. The summit. Canada's hosting a summit on transport infrastructure yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And uh, I think it's great because they're not going to be able to get there because no. the roads are jammed with the, trucks. The trucks. Yeah, I no, just am like, the irony. Yeah, the it's irony. so good. Yeah. I am so proud of everybody that's doing this stuff. And I hope that the Western convoy is able to get in to Ottawa. Because, boy, to that participate. Must be, that because must be at frustrating. the end of the day, this is part of, um, it's part of a, like an initiation into being part of a movement that's actually been going on for like i've been doing this movement since 2007 mm-hmm. yeah this is not too new to me either. no so it's you know i'm like oh good like welcome on board let's keep going more people um, but it is also very easy for people to slip back into um mm-hmm. into the other the other direction i guess i would call it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah often people have that's what it is it blows away it changes the seasons people yep. have a bit of a rabble on the street a politician tells them that everything's going to be okay on the nine o'clock news and they breathe a sigh of relief and they go back to their job mm-hmm. and they think no more of it because it's been handled. But the reality of it is it's just us. It's just us. justice. Yeah. It really is. And until there is justice, we won't feel freedom. We will say, Oh, I have to, we're finding it. Where are we finding it? Where are we finding it? And That's then right. as soon as we, we figure out, like I feel somebody um, said to me, a dear friend of mine, um, she said to me, oh, Danny, you must feel quite isolated in all of this. And I said, like, with the mandates and all that and mm-hmm. not being able to go to restaurants and whatever. The library. The library. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, quite frankly, I feel quite free. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel quite liberated. But that's because I understand that 
justice is in me mm-hmm. and it's in you mm-hmm. and it's in you and it's in you and it's in you and I'm seeing it in more and more and more people. Right. So I feel more and more and more free, even though like in the not so real life, I'm more and more and more restricted. Yes. It, it restricts us, but then that gives us something to push back on to then exercise that which we normally wouldn't have to. Mm-hmm. It lets that seeking out. It's a beautiful process, it's really. It's more of a finding. Yes, a finding. I, when, when I realized, well, finding, seeking, When yes. I realized that I I am the seat of justice, I no longer was like, I need to go find freedom! I was like, <laughs> no, no, I have it now because I understand that it's up to me to do my work mm. and to, to do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And then I don't, I'm not looking for freedom. I'm like, oh, I'm free. I'm free. I, I'm, I'm, I need to drive, I, don't, I actually don't need any of that i just need to keep doing my work yes and keep doing what i do and putting that into the world right and i am free yeah oh yeah and i i believe that too and i think everybody believes that but then the rational skeptic pops up and says well that might be true but how do you argue that with a border guard how do you argue that with somebody who can fire you for not doing what they say reasonably Mm -hmm. and i think that the answer is you need an alternative yeah exactly and that's where when it's just me it's not just no because that's not true justice until it's just us so it's me and you right and then it's you and then there's it's you and then there's four oh my goodness once now we have a foundation we have a foundation and then when it's that you and you and you and you and you Mm -hmm. and now we have right a society absolutely and away we go absolutely that's the fun part it is it is the fun part and it's so true in my own personal experience i can absolutely say that if I had gone through some of the challenges in my life alone, I wouldn't be here right now. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's a fact. And uh, why would I not be here? But this system probably doesn't want us really speaking up too much. And I don't mind. Unless you're speaking on behalf of the not-so-real life. Oh, yeah. Thanks, David Attenborough's little brother, for bringing out some of the truth around that stuff today. Another big shout-out to our sponsors. I am so happy to have Danny Honeywine here in the studio with me today. And this has been a fascinating episode about the big lie. And apparently it's not that big of a lie, is it? It's just a the sham. The in you. We've been duped. <laughs> the dupe stops here. Always. Always. Well, thanks for coming today, Danny. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay tuned. Get tuned. That's right. Get tuned.